Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Hello and welcome to Culture Lab from New Scientist Podcast. This is the show where we feature science adjacent and science influenced stuff in the world of culture. I'm podcast editor Rowan Hooper. On this episode, New Scientist Culture and Comment editor Alison Flood meets the German forester and best selling author Peter Wollleben. I'm here with Peter Wollleben, who manages an ecologically conscious forest in Germany and founded a forest academy for education and advocacy. He is also the author of the best-selling book, The Hidden Life of Trees, which explored the complex world of trees and forests. His new book, The Power of Trees, translated by Jane Billinghurst, looks deeper into trees' hidden lives, in particular the role played by organisms such as bacteria and fungi, and argues for the importance of natural forests as opposed to monospecies plantations. Peter, hi. Hi, nice to hear you. <laughs> I wanted to start by asking if you were surprised when The Hidden Life of Trees became such a huge hit around the world. Yeah, I was very surprised because no one expected the book to be very successful because until this, uh, most people regarded trees as a little bit boring, <laughs> as they aren't. <laughs> what, what do you think it was that, that made people fall in love with the book so much? I think um, it's an easy approach to what trees are able to. And most people thought, okay, trees are wonderful because they are so big and yeah, the big plants and uh, they admire how old they can get, but uh, that they are somewhat like intelligent, have memories, uh, that they have a social life. That was surprising for many people. But uh, just to say that, uh, for example, the, the term mother tree is an old technical term in forestry, centuries old. So foresters long knew that, that uh, there's more than, than just timber on trees. But uh, for many people, that was a surprise. So this new book, I wondered, was it the hot summers and droughts that began in 2018 and what they were doing to the ancient beech forest by your home that, that kind of set you on the path to writing? It was a shock for the forest and for the trees, of course, uh, because that were uh, three very dry years in a row, 18, 19, 20. And uh, what was really wonderful to see how trees deal with this and how they were able to learn. For example, we have 
in Germany, um, some of the oldest oaks, uh, around about 1,000 years old. They suffered very hard in uh, 18 and 19, and in 2020, in the uh, third very dry year, they recovered. They recovered, they built different leaf shapes uh, of a Spanish oak type, and scientists say, hmm, maybe they remember their Spanish origin because th this population of oaks in Germany survived the Ice Age in Spain and then came back by birds, of course. And uh, so they um, changed their behavior and in the third dry year, they recovered. Okay, and this was very unexpected because you would imagine it would take trees a very long time to, to be able to change their behavior. Yeah, yeah, um, of course. Um, no one expected trees to learn so quickly because we think uh, that is just a thing of genetic modification that takes generations, that takes hundreds, uh, if not thousands of years to bring different trees to withstand climate change. And now we see trees can react within weeks. And uh, the best thing is due to uh, epigenetical effects, they're able to pass down this an episode of knowledge to their offspring. So the young seedlings are more resilient to climate change than older trees. Okay. So how are foresters trying to prepare trees for climate change then? Um, yeah. Well, with this new knowledge, but also given how long it takes them to adapt. Uh, most foresters, uh, even the, the highest ranking uh, forest scientists in Germany who um, advises the, the German government says, Forests are no longer, not longer able to do this. We have to do this with a chainsaw and by planting trees. But uh, of course, that's crazy because they have shown that modern forestry caused a disaster. In Germany, for example, we are uh, losing in, within the next 10 years around about 50% of the forest coverage. Um, most of uh, it plantations, of course, of non-native uh, spruce and pine trees. And what foresters now say, ah, we have to bring more climate-resilient um, southern more-living tree species to Germany because they should withstand heat and drought better, which is crazy because the whole forest life depends on native tree species and can't deal with, uh, let's say, cedar from Lebanon or red oak from North America or whatsoever. Uh, the leaves are even poisonous to the soil life. So it's crazy to change the whole ecosystem and thinking it works better then. Yeah. Well, what what about you? Write about this in the book, I know. But what about bringing kind of uh, same species, but from like southern Europe up to Germany yeah. to see see how they would manage? Yeah, that sounds reasonable because they should have learned and adapted. And if it is, uh, if they are the same species, like for example, white fur fur is a conifer native to the Black Forest in Germany, and uh, scientists brought white fur from uh, southern Europe to the Black Forest and thought they should grow better there in a um, warming climate. And what happened is this southern moor uh, population didn't grow very, very well in the black forest and uh, molecular genetical analysis showed that the fungi in the black forest don't accept those southern moor <laughs> white fur. And uh, it shows a very funny thing. We humans say, but that's a white fur. And the fungi says, no, it isn't. And the fungi has always right. <laughs> <laughs> so if if neither of these are great options, what, what can be done then? What should foresters be doing? They should trust nature. 
uh, forests um, react since 300 million years on changing climate, on changing conditions. And what forests can do, and we have a lot of good new modern research, as well as very old research, that forest, intact forest ecosystem can change the local climate back to better conditions. For example, they can cool by uh, gassing out water around about 10 to 15 degrees on hot summer days in average. It's an average measured over 15 years that an intact forest can even create low pressure air so um, there will be more clouds, there will be more rain, so they can cool, they can let it let the landscape get uh, have more water and uh, that means that the forests make the conditions better. So we don't need new species or whatsoever. We should trust that trees will deal uh, with it in a great way, as long as we don't emit more and more CO2, of course. Let's take a quick break to tell you about a couple of new scientist events we've got coming up. The first is opening the infrared treasure chest with the James Webb Space Telescope. It's an online event on Wednesday, the 17th of May. Join senior project scientist for JWST and Nobel Prize winning astrophysicist John C. Mather. He will share how NASA and its partners built the James Webb Space Telescope and reveal some of its best and first discoveries. Go to newscientist.com slash space telescope and there's an early bird offer there too. We also have an in-person London event on Saturday the 17th of June, Instant Expert Wonders of Space. Join us for a day of exploring the mysteries and marvels of outer space with six leading scientists. You'll cover the Big Bang, the quest to find life on Mars, exoplanets, galaxy formation, and the theory of everything. Go to newscientist.com slash wonders of space for more information. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany, and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. You write in the book that more than half the forests in Germany at the moment consist of nothing but non-native conifers. And you also go on to compare trees and plantations for animals in factory farms. Can you explain why this is and why it's such a bad thing? Uh, yeah, it's a bad thing because that, that are um, trees which are in the northern more regions like Scandinavia, for example. They are used to long winters, cold conditions, very much rain. And uh, we have in Germany, we have problems since more than 150 years which, uh, with, with non-native conifers, with bark beetle infestations. So we should have known this and climate change make it now worse. So that's exactly uh, what, what happens. And again, the, the reaction uh, of foresters in Germany is to bring more non-native tree species uh, into this forest. 
Most of those plantations, as the name suggests, are planted trees from a tree nursery with damaged root systems. They root flat for the rest of their life. So, because they have a damaged root system, so that means that they can root deep in the soil. They don't get the complete water resources of the of the soil. They they fall more easily in storms. So problems after problems, just because this were damaged trees in a plantation. What can be done about this though? Because the plantations are already there, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, the best thing is uh, to leave this plantation on its own. We see uh, in Germany thousands of square kilometers of dying spruce trees, for example. And what uh, forestry does is uh, they remove all trees, of course, to the sawmill or whatsoever. And then we have plain soil, which heats up on hot summer days more than 60 degrees. So you can boil eggs, but not plant trees anymore. And if you uh, leave those dead trees in the forest, you have shadow, you have more humus, um, you have a better soil life. And the fungi and the insects and the bacteria, they are still there and they need their food, their trees. And the next generation of trees will grow much easier. And when the old trees, dead trees fall down, the young trees are fenced in and are protected, for example, against deer browsing, which causes the next problem. Okay. Do you believe that forests can be managed to thrive while also being culled for wood? Yeah, of course. Uh, it's not my opinion uh, not to manage forests, uh, but I want to would like to leave it up to the trees to create forests. And then we can use timber. We don't know in which amount because climate change is increasing and um, the forests need the biomass for itself. So the best method would be to measure the temperature by a satellite. And it's like measuring fever uh, on us. So if the temperature gets too high in a forest, we have to stop timber exploitation. And if the temperature is okay, we can uh, commence uh, to uh, cut trees, but just a few and then measure temperature. It can be measured daily by satellite uh, with almost no cost. So we have to be more careful and then we can use timber, but at which amount, I don't know. Okay. Is that what you mean by an ecologically conscious forest then? Exactly. Uh, because there is no, no artificial forest on earth which produces more timber than a natural forest. So even if you're not in, uh, interested in environmental things, just in economic things, you have to, would have to leave the, the construction of the forest to the trees and not to foresters. Okay. Okay. And do you have uh, support um, in government or elsewhere for, for, your, for your proposals? It depends on with whom you're speaking. People from the Green Party are more open to this, of course, but which is even better. Uh, we will get a new course of study, which I initiated at the University of Eberswalde, a social ecological forest management, which will... Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. get a better education for young foresters to deal with all those problems. Because to be honest, no one likes dying forests, even conservative foresters. Uh, they, they're not evil, but uh, I think we need a better education for them. Okay, so start from there. 
Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Peter, for coming to chat with us. It's been really great. And have a great visit to the UK. Thank you very much. I enjoy it very much. That was New Scientist Culture and Comment editor Alison Flood talking with the German forester and best-selling author Peter Vollleben. Thanks for listening to this episode of Culture Lab from New Scientist Podcasts. If you enjoyed this, do subscribe to our show so you don't miss out on all our content. Bye for now. This podcast is produced by OG Podcasts. Find out more at ogpodcasts.co.uk.